This episode of Proper English is brought to you by Christmas and the idiom, the proof of the pudding. Hello, I'm Dave. And I'm Alison. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which, as you know, is called Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know what a Christmas stocking is... If you get stuck telling jokes at Christmas... If you're puzzled by pigs in blankets... Then proper English is just the thing for you. Merry Christmas! Ho, ho, ho! Feliz Natal! Feliz Navidad! Joyeux Noël! Buon Natale! Let's talk about the ways British people celebrate Christmas. Now, the origins of Christmas lie in the Roman festival of Saturnalia Mm. and the Viking festival of Yule. Saturnalia was a winter festival in honour of the god Saturn, marked by never-ending parties with feasting and dancing and people playing music and they went wild. Wow. Yule, on the other hand, was a solstice festival in honour of the Norse god Odin, marked by never-ending parties with Mm. feasting and dancing and Mm. people played music and went wild. Unlike nowadays, obviously. Hmm... Although Christmas is now seen as a Christian festival, plenty of people of all religions and no religion celebrate it all over the world. And everyone celebrates it slightly differently. We're going to talk about the ways our families celebrated it when we were growing up. I guess the things that just about every family will do in the UK are to decorate a Christmas tree, eat too much food and exchange presents. Both my parents were teachers, so we always put the Christmas tree up when the school term finished. Yeah, when I was a kid, my mum was a nurse and she was a night nurse. Mm -hmm. And she often used to work over Christmas. Mm. So some of my memories of Christmas, well, I remember uh, spending one Christmas day at the Royal Infirmary Hospital. Uh, <laughs> with with my mom because she was working wow. and uh, and getting wished Merry Christmas by all the patients. Yeah, that was one heck of a long time ago, though. Yeah, putting up the tree. I can't really remember. I think my dad used to put the tree up. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> and did you have a fairy on the top, or a star, or an angel? Oh. Now, that's a good question. I think it was an angel. I think we had an angel. Yeah, and we usually put ours up on the 19th or the 20th of December, don't we? Lots of people put them up much earlier, though. Yeah, they do. Um, (laughs) Do you remember a few years ago, back in Sheffield, I got a taxi one evening. Oh, yeah. I guess guess mid-December. And the driver asked me if we'd put our tree up yet. And when I said no, he said, what? I've had mine up for ages and I'm Muslim. (laughs) So when I got home, we got it out of the attic. Yeah, 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 it's true. Do you know what? Some people buy a real fir tree every year. Yeah, yeah. They do smell good, but the needles, that's the little leaves, yeah? The needles drop and they make a mess. So we've had an artificial one now for many years. Mm. There's also a thing about cats and Christmas trees. Oh, yeah. We used to have a cat called Spider who loved 
climbing up the Christmas tree and knocking all the baubles off it and anything that was hanging and flashing and sparkling. He used to hunt that Christmas tree. I've forgotten about that. <laughs> now, in the UK, we celebrate Christmas on December the 25th. Mm-hmm. Some people go to church late at night on Christmas Eve on the 24th, but the big event for us is the 25th. Father Christmas... Or Santa Claus. Which which did you used to call him, Dave? Oh, Father Christmas. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think that Santa Claus is more American English than British English. I do, but I know lots of British kids do say Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Father Christmas visits in the night on the 24th so that when the children wake up on Christmas morning, they find their presents. We used to put a pillowcase on the end of the bed and when we woke up in the morning, it would be full of presents. We'd call them stockings. Did you ever hang up a stocking, Dave? Yeah... I think at one point we all, uh, all three of us, because I have an older brother and a younger sister, I think at one point all three of us used to have a special stocking. Right. We used to have a stocking that Cute. used to go at the bottom of the bed. Cute. But yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to us regularly, then you'll have gathered how much we like food. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Christmas dinner is a big part of the day. Oh, yeah. In episode 16, we talked about the Sunday roast. And a traditional Christmas dinner is a bigger, better version. Yeah, Christmas dinner. Sunday dinner on steroids. <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> so, in addition to the roast meat, uh, which is the sort of centrepiece, uh-huh. yeah, turkey is the most popular one for Christmas. And then you have roast potatoes and vegetables and, and we have chestnut stuffing. Oh, my mum makes the best chestnut stuffing in the world. So you mix chestnuts and onion and maybe breadcrumbs and herbs and seasoning and then stuff it inside the cavity of the bird before you put it into the oven. Yum. As more and more people are opting for vegetarian diets, nuts made into a roast might be the main part of the meal rather than the turkey. And then for the meat eaters, though, there's pigs in blankets. Oh, yes. Chipolata sausages, little sausages, wrapped in bacon and put in the oven towards the end of the cooking time. And if you still have room, there's Christmas pudding. Are you a fan of the Christmas pud, Dave? Well, we're having Christmas pud this year, aren't we? We are. Uh, I'm out on a limb. Yeah, uh, because we bought one in Marks and Spencers. Hopefully they'll be listening in and they'll send us lots. It's always worth the try. Are we tagging them? We I don't know. Should we tag them? Christmas pudding. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and then there's mince pies uh, and Christmas cake. I remember my grandma used to make Christmas cake, mm-hmm. uh, and she used to prepare it. Uh, maybe I think it was a couple of months in advance. Yeah, yeah, it will have been. Yeah, uh, and then uh, she would put a spoonful, a tablespoonful of brandy. Yeah. Into it. To preserve uh, it. To, yeah. to preserve it and also to make it taste incredibly mm. rich. Mm. Yeah. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, mince pies. Yeah. I think my grandma used to make mince pies as well. Oh, yeah. My mum's a big fan of the mince pie. I'm not yeah. so bothered. Oh, I like them. Yeah. I like. Yeah. They used to have real mince meat in them. In the olden in days. In the olden days. Did, yes. The very thought of it makes me feel a little bit queasy. <laughs> Well, with gravy, it'd be all right. Uh, yeah, but all the sweetness. Sweet and meat. But did they have sweet? Well, oh, yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we usually eat Christmas dinner in a paper hat. Well, actually, uh, on a plate, to be fair. <laughs> 
all right. We usually eat Christmas dinner wearing a paper hat. Yeah, that's more like it. Yeah, we do. So on the table, we put a cracker for each person. Now then, a Christmas cracker isn't very easy to explain to someone who's never pulled one. Good luck. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you imagine a cylinder made of thick paper uh, and it's decorated to look Christmassy with green and gold and uh, and all that sort and of thing on of the has, outside. kind of has sort of appendages, so it's not exactly like a cylinder. <laughs> appendages? Is that the wrong word? No, well, no, I like it. Okay. But it makes it feel a bit physical. It's a bit David Cronenberg. Okay, what can I use instead? <laughs> I don't know. Sticky out bits. <laughs> Oh, none of this is sounding brilliant, is it really? Okay, right. what should we say? So so it's not exactly a cylinder, but it has uh, sort of, uh, it has a pinched bit at the end mm-hmm. uh, that you can grab hold of. Yes, yes, that's a good description. And you and somebody else at the table uh, has to hold the opposite ends mm-hmm. and then you pull mm-hmm. and it comes apart and has... Uh, a very small amount of gunpowder in it. Can you believe it? <laughs> it Inside, does. right? And it makes a bang when 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 you open it. Sounds pretty terrifying, frankly. <laughs> yeah, it's put me right off them. <laughs> well, it's an impressive explanation, Dave, and I'm sure it's now crystal clear for everybody. Oh my good lord! <laughs> and but there's more though, isn't there? Because oh, there is. Yes. Inside, once you've pulled it apart, there are treats, aren't there? Yeah. Well, well, yes. Uh, there's usually a plastic toy. Not very ecologically sound, really, when you think about it. Uh, and it's usually a really rubbish plastic toy uh, that, that is no use to man the beast unless you buy expensive Christmas crackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a little piece of paper with a terrible joke on it. It's not the same joke, but it does seem like it might be the same joke. <laughs> uh, and also, ta-da, a paper hat. Ah that then you wear for at least the first course of the Christmas dinner. Yep. And, of course, all the hats are the same size, so children and people like me who don't have especially big heads find (laughs) that the hat gradually slips down over your face and you spend the whole meal readjusting it. But do you know what? It's so Christmas. I have the opposite problem, because I have quite a big head. (laughs) (laughs) And it looks like a pea on a mountain. So, Dave, have we got a what's the difference this week? Not exactly, Ali, but the kind of jokes you might find in a Christmas cracker are often jokes that start with what's What's the the difference? difference? And they often include puns. That's when we play with words that sound alike to make something funny, hopefully. So, shall we try some of the what's the difference jokes? Yes, yes, you start us off, Dave. Okay. What's the difference between the Christmas alphabet and the ordinary alphabet? Hmm, I don't know. Well, the Christmas alphabet has Noel. (laughs) Noel, Noel. That's not easy. That's not easy, is it? (laughs) Okay, maybe messages if you need an explanation. (laughs) Here's mine. We've had a Christmassy one. Let's have an English language one. Okay, I'm ready. What's the difference between a bird and a fly? I don't know. What's the difference between a bird and a fly? A bird can fly, but a fly can't bird. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah! Now, 
We've got another one, but you can only get it if you go to Instagram and ask us for the what's the difference joke. Excellent. A little Christmas treat for you. <laughs> Every year, the Queen makes a speech to the nation, which is shown on television on Christmas Day. My dad quite liked to watch it, but we often missed it. And I can't remember the last time I watched it. No, me neither. To be honest, none of my family would be bothered about watching the Queen's speech. No. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'd be more likely to watch The Wizard of Oz, to be honest. <gasps> or, or The Great Escape. <laughs> On every year. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely nothing to do with Christmas whatsoever. It's all about the Second World War. But traditionally, it's shown on, on British television every Christmas. Is there anything... That, that you watch in your country that is traditional at Christmas that uh, that nobody else would watch? Mm. Let us know. To be honest, neither of us really have very much interest in the royal family, but we know many of our students are very interested. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do a royal episode sometime yeah, in the okay. future. Yeah, yeah, we could do. Yeah. That would be a challenge. Yeah. And now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? The proof of the pudding is idiomatic. It's impossible to understand by simply translating it. However, the full expression is actually the proof of the pudding is in the eating. And when you add that, it's not really an idiom, but sort of an old saying, Mm. I suppose. But it is idiomatic. Yeah, we can argue about that. And we probably will. Later. It's not still completely obvious what it means, though, even when you know the whole thing without some thought. I suppose that's oh, no, what makes absolutely. it yeah, yeah, exactly. That, yeah. That, that, that was the point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it means that you can't judge something until you've tried it. Ah, so kind of the same message as you can't judge a book by its cover. Pretty much, yes. And that one is much clearer, to be honest. Uh, and we tend to apply that one to people, whereas the proof of the pudding is more about a thing. Like, for instance... The new Star Wars film, The Rise of Skywalker, has great trailers, but we'll only know if it's any good if we actually watch it. So the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Do you see? And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. We hope you've had fun listening in on our bizarre conversation. Please tell everyone you know about us. Your friends, your family, anyone who's studying or learning English. And don't forget to like this episode and leave us a nice review. And subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. And of course, you can join us on Instagram or Facebook where you can ask us any question you might have about English grammar. And of course, don't forget, ask us for that special Christmas joke. Oh yeah. So until next time, when we'll be talking about New Year, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.